0: I'm David Collins, host of David Collins' 30-minute, half-hour show. On this week's episode, you might notice a slight tapping sound throughout a little bit of the audio. We apologize for the mistake and have made him a commitment to fix it in the future. Please enjoy the show. David Collins, 30-minute, half-hour
1: show with
2: David Collins.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another great episode of David Collins' 30-minute, half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and we am very excited for today's episode. Couldn't be more excited. Got a great guest for you today. Of course, remember to follow us on Instagram at dc 30 show, and send us any feedback or any questions to our email, dc 30 hour at gmail.com. We got a great voicemail today from friend of the show, Brody Toopey. I'm looking forward to a couple other voicemails that we're going to jump on pretty soon. And Like I mentioned, a great guest, plus another top 10 list today. Very excited. We're going to be celebrating Pride Month today with another Top 10 list. Today, Top 10 Pride. So we'll just go ahead and jump into number 10 first of all. Number 10, Nick Pride and the Pimp Tones are a funk, jazz, and soul band based out of the UK. They've been active since 2007. Check out my favorite song by them, Come and Get It. Of course, before we start the show today, everybody's favorite color of the day. Today's color of the day, Pullman Brown. Pullman Brown. Not a well-known color, but it is the color patented and owned by the shipping company, UPS. So if you ever see anybody in that UPS uniform, you know they're wearing today's color of the day, Pullman Brown. Should be a Bill Pullman Brown, right? <laughs> today's sponsor of the show, you may wonder who that voice is. It's our guest today. We're going to get right to him in a moment there. Very excited. But today's sponsor of the show, Men Hatchet. Come experience the Axe downtown Manhattan, Kansas, on Ponce. Experience Axe Throwing Fun. We promise your outings just got a whole lot more fun, from family reunions to company trainings and events. Axe Throwing will become something that everyone looks forward to. Manhatchet is a great place to celebrate birthday parties, bachelor parties, girls' night out, date nights, and enjoy happy hour with coworkers with some good old axe throwing. Located at 316 Ponce Avenue in Manhattan, Kansas. Book a reservation at 785-775-0101. Before we introduce today's guest today, why don't we jump into number nine on our top ten list today of top ten prides. Number nine, we have Pride of Mississippi Marching Band. University of Southern Mississippi since its founding in 1920 as a 20-piece brass ensemble. The Southern Miss Band has evolved into a boastful marching band of more than 300. Isn't that something? Today's guest, our guest today, is a hilarious stand-up comedian from New Jersey. He's headlined at great clubs like Nick's Comedy Spot in Boston, the Showroom Cinema in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and the Dojo of Comedy in Morris Plains, New Jersey. You may recognize his voice from other podcasts you've heard him on, like Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripley, The Rap Podcast with Luis Gomez, or his own show that he hosts, American Loser Podcast. Most recently, his hysterical comedy special, Escape from Jacksonville, can be found on YouTube. Everyone, please welcome to the show our great guest to meet comedian, KP Burke. Nice to be here, man. Appreciate you having me, Dave. Well, it's great to have you on. How are you doing today, KP? Is that what you prefer to be called, KP? Yeah, it's uh, KP. It's
2: Kevin Patrick Burke. Uh, when I, I I'm, It's Kevin Burke, but when I started doing comedy, somebody pointed out to me there was another Kevin Burke doing comedy who's like uh, a Lounge Interesting. Jack Do you think you've kind of Vegas. passed
0: him at this point?
2: Uh, I mean, he's doing the Lounge Jack thing out in Vegas, which can be very lucrative, So, uh, but I, I certainly am uh, the, the preeminent KP in my field, which is I nice. see. Well,
0: that's great. It's not good to have duplicate names. They're always a concern, and we want to learn more about you here. But first...
1: That pisses me off. You pissed me off. I'm really pissed off. Things that pissed me off this week.
0: We got another call in this week from friend of the show, Brody Toopy. Now, I know we have a lot of new listeners there, so you might not be familiar. Gotta give you a warning. A bit of a cantankerous fella.
1: Hey, David. This is Brody calling in again this week. Um, Got a couple things I want to clear the air on, some things that are kind of kind of pissing me off just really rubbing me the wrong way so uh first and foremost there's a rumor going around that I sit when I pee okay and I don't like that okay I don't and so I need that rumor to stop because it's really starting to piss me off my couch cushions don't stay tucked into the couch they just creep out as the day goes on that pisses me off My toenails have a dark spot in the corner where sock fuzz gets tucked up underneath them. So then they look dirty, but they're not dirty. Okay, it's cloth. That pisses me off. I don't (laughs) have dirty toenails. There's the high schoolers at my gym, and they just stand by the machine and talk. Use it or lose it, buddy. That pisses me off. Short blankets. What the heck, dude? My arms are cold. My feet are cold. That's a towel. Throw it away. It pisses me off. (laughs) Fitted sheets. They're like my couch cushions. They don't stay tucked. What the heck? That pisses me off. I'm raw dog in a mattress at 2 a.m. in the morning? Come on. Dog toys that squeak too loud. I find them annoying. They piss me off. (laughs) Well, I warned you.
0: Brody is always out of control there. Not to put you on the co- spot, KP there, uh, what do you think might piss you off this week? I don't know, but I, I do like that that guy's voice sounds like a calm, macho man, Randy Savage. There's something soothing about his anger. Isn't it? He is upset, but it definitely relaxes you a little bit here. Why don't we jump to number eight on our top 10 list of prize prides today? Fedor Vladimirovich, Emelianenko, yeah, fighter Fedor. for pride. Fedor, yeah. Are you familiar? He was a Russian politician and former professional mixed martial artist.
3: He finished his his pride career
0: at 14 and 0. Isn't that impressive? 14 and 0 in pride. And that's what makes him on his list today of top 10 prides. So KP Burke, I want to ask you a little bit about that special earlier. We watched it this week. I watched it with my mother at the hospital and it's fantastic. It's a great watch. I loved it a lot. And we want to talk a little about that later. But you mentioned on that special that you were in the military and we've had some other guests that were in the military. Why don't you let our audience, what branch? Oh,
2: thanks, man. It's uh, You have a great voice, too, by the way. Don't don't. It's not just for your callers. You have a great voice for this as
0: well. Well, that's very um, sweet to say. You know, I hear that a lot, and that's why I've been doing radio since I was 18. I knew that this is where I wanted to spend the rest of my life, in a field of broadcasting, unfortunately. And we're not going to get into this today, because I've talked about it at nauseum on the show. But, of course, last year, I lost my job in radio, so maybe we'll be getting it back with this show. Although the future does seem to be in podcasting, so maybe this is the right direction there. Absolutely, man.
2: Tell uh, me a little about that. The
0: the Navy, the United States Navy. Good, sir. Thank you for your service. That's something we haven't heard yet. Maybe we should start keeping a list of what we have because we had a previous guest, Tyler Meyerhoff, who spent his time in South Korea. He was the Army and we had another National Guardsman on the show also. So starting to make a list there. That's great. Do you think that your time in the Navy? Well, I wanted to ask, have you did you start comedy prior to your time in the Navy? Uh,
2: No, I kind of always knew it was something I had to do. Both things were things I knew I was going to have to try at some
0: point or I wouldn't feel like I did a complete. That's interesting. You'd think they'd be on opposite sides of the spectrum, one being very fun and one being very serious, of course, but you thought they were both something you wanted to do in the future.
2: Yeah, it was definitely a thing I had to do. So uh, I knew I was going to do the military and then I was going to get out and do comedy. And then what I wound up doing was I did it while I was in the military and I stayed in for a while. So I had a break in service. Uh, Of course, by the way, when you join the Navy, you can see the world or they send you to Jacksonville, Florida.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess that gives you a little more opportunity. I don't I didn't hear anybody of any of my other guests starting their comedy career overseas. So maybe it kind of worked to your benefit there. Do you think your time in the service kind of shaped where your comedy comes from? Uh, To have a so comedy is very I'm sure you see this, too, with people on radio.
2: Um, The entertainment business is riddled with. Uh, almost exclusively creative people the bulk of which are very lazy so it it guarantees when you have a military background it guarantees a little bit more work a little
0: discipline there you definitely learn your discipline that's great to hear you know that's interesting that you would use those things to your benefit i'm not sure if our other guests have kind of mentioned that that gave them any progress at least in their stand-up career there of course, and I want to talk a little bit more about your special, but that how it means it's time for our first game. I'm not sure if anybody let you know, we do play some <laughs> games on this show. In our first game, we have special for you. This game is called Burke's Buckets. I like it. We have some categories here, and you're going to be filling the bucket up with the correct answer, and there's going to be some throwaways. For example, maybe 31 days in a month, we might say June, July, and you'll have to say, that one's in the bucket, that one's out of the bucket. However, the game goes, Bur- J.K.P., are you ready to play Burke's Buckets? We're going to find out, aren't we? Perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Before we start the game, though, why don't we jump to number seven on our top ten list today of top ten prides. Number seven clocks in at Game of Lions TV show. This National Geographic series follows the lives of young male lions and their potential to be king of the pride. Number seven. Let's jump into the first round today of Burke's Buckets. Burke's Buckets. So... We're going to list five names here, and you're going to have to say if it fits into the bucket of Best Picture Winners. Copy. Best Picture Winners. Moneyball. Is that in or out? Moneyball's in. Twelve Years a Slave. Is that in or out? That's a prestige movie. I'm going to say
2: in. The Departed. Uh, That's in. I think that's the only one that, I think it won for that, but not director, yeah. Braveheart. Definitely 1995.
0: And Parasite. Ooh, that's the South Korean movie. I think that one too. That's so close there. <laughs> unfortunately, Moneyball actually did not win Best Picture that year. It was a real controversy, but Moneyball did not win best picture. Damn. That's that too bad. That. That's pretty good though. Unfortunately, this is a real all or nothing game. We don't have too many loose ends, but you did <laughs> such a good job, unfortunately. Just missed that one. Maybe you'll do better in round two. Here we go. Round down. two of Burke's buckets. These are Greek gods and goddesses. A little tricky zeus in the bucket
2: athena in the bucket chronosius chronosius that sounds like it's coming rooted from what i believe is zeus's father i'm gonna say in the bucket aphrodite it is the goddess of love that is uh in the bucket demitron Ooh, demitron that sounds that's got a good name to it
0: i'm gonna say out of the bucket so close there. Only one, again. Unfortunately, Cronosius is just made up. I believe it's a character in a fiction novel, but certainly not based in any Greek gods so or Cronus goddesses. Cronus
2: is actually Zeus's father. Cronus, not Cronosius. Interesting. Yeah, That weird. might
0: be where our team kind of pulled that from. Of course, we have some people making these games for us, so I trust that they are accurate. But if you want to give a little pushback, we always ask if any of these answers are incorrect. Definitely let us know. Email us at dc 30 hour at gmail.com. What do you think of this game, Burke's Buckets? It's a brand new game that we're trying out, special <laughs> for you. What do you think?
2: Well, I'm liking it. It was very nice of you guys to do movies and Greek mythology, which are the two things that I did instead of having friends growing up as a kid.
0: Oh, go figure. Our research team actually did. And did we get your credits correct? That's another problem that we've had in the past.
2: No, you nailed it. And by the way, the way that you said um, rap is uh, much, so much more professional than how uh, Lewis himself references uh, himself on, that, on his show his podcast that he has, which has a pretty uh, flagrant name to it. So uh, you're actually, you're you're polishing him up right now. Well,
0: I appreciate that. Of course, a lot of our audience is from that terrestrial radio setting. So we try not to get too edgy Um, and we're not even too familiar. But if you know that person and they run that podcast, maybe let them know that if we reach out, that this would be a great show to have them on. We definitely want to get some more national comedians on the show. That's another reason why it's great to have you. But let's try round three here of Burke's Buckets.
2: Now we're talking redemption round.
0: Times Magazine Person of the Year. Oof. Mikhail Gorbachev. I'm gonna say out of the bucket. Liz Cheney. I think recently,
2: yes, I think. Vladimir Putin. Unfortunately, yes.
0: Tiger Woods.
2: Oof, that's a great one. That's because I I would say he's on a short list, but I'm gonna leave him out. And Al Gore. I don't know, I'm sure Al Gore got it at some point, actually. Man, 0 for 3 guys.
0: Unfortunately, 0 for 3. That's right. Mikhail Gorbachev was actually Times Person of the Year in 1987. That's a little interesting fun fact there. Liz Cheney lost out to Zelensky this year. That's a little crazy to me. And Tiger Woods, uh, you got that one correct. Al Gore did not. The only mention of Al Gore in that Times Magazine Wikipedia is actually the fact that George W. Bush defeated him. So. He does not make a good impression on that Wikipedia, I'll tell Didn't you. Didn't he
2: get in, though, as his um, his drag character? Um, what's it called? I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. Al Gore's character. What was it called? Greta Thunberg. There you go. <laughs>
0: well, she certainly was. I believe that was 2017, just a little bit after we interviewed her on K Rock. I was actually one of the first people in September of 2000. I forget the year now, but we played it on the show. We played it on episode three, that short interview that I had with Greta Thunberg. It was a lot of fun, and it was a great honor to talk to her. Right when that New York Times article came out, a, so that was a good soundbite, you know. Certainly, what a get there! It was a great get, great get for the station. But enough about the radio. There, we wanted to talk to you about that special return from Jacksonville or escape from Jacksonville, excuse me. And that's kind of the first thing I wanted to ask you: Why not return to Jacksonville? Where did the name "Escape from Jacksonville" come from?
2: Oh, gotcha, man. It's a fun question, actually. It doesn't get brought up a lot. Most people, um, I think the cover art that we had kind of gives it away that we were going for a uh, Escape from New
0: York, Kurt Russell, John Carpenter kind of a vibe. I see. Yeah, the cover art, definitely. It's, more, it's a bit of a Planet of the Apes vibe there with the Statue of Liberty. I can see it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Escape from New York? or Escape from New York? Yeah, it's a John Carpenter movie starring Unfortunately Kurt not. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, though, a few guests that we've had there are definitely cinephiles. That's kind of why we've been starting to go towards some of those movie-themed games, of course. But no, I'm not sure. Escape from New York. If anybody does know that movie, email me, dc 30 hour at com. I'd love to hear more about that movie.
2: It's a good flick, man. So we did a little bit of a spoof for it. So instead of Escape from New York, it was Escape from Jacksonville because my, my life kind of fell apart down there. So. We, uh, I barely got out and made it back to America, also known as New Jersey, you know?
0: I see. That must have been a quite a change. Of course, most people from Jacksonville, I'm sure, are hoping to make it to New York one day, and you must have done the <laughs> exact opposite. Now, your special is in black and white, and you talk a lot about COVID, at least just for the first little bit there. You even joke the whole special is not about COVID, I promise. But it isn't black and white. And I was wondering, since you have that conversation about COVID and even vaccines and things, if at all your mindset was kind of, if you're thinking of going for to, to summon the themes of Schindler's List with that decision.
2: Ooh, no, that, um, so that one didn't, uh, that one did not come into consideration. There was a, a three-part reason for it. Um, Three so parts. That, all right, part oh, yeah, one. So. Uh, part one is that we were lucky enough, we filmed that at the Smod Castle, which is Kevin Smith's um, little tiny black box theater he has. That's actually in the strip mall where they filmed Clerks. So right down the street from... Uh, not that's from fascinating.
0: A lot of history there. Oh, yeah. In and the that's same in Jacksonville. Mall.
2: No, this is... Uh, so we filmed everything in uh, New Jersey. I see. And I, the, the story I was telling for the most part was about my, my return to New Jersey from Jacksonville, of, of which could be considered an escape. I see the Smod Castle in New Jersey. What's that second reason for it being black and white? Well, so obviously I have Kevin Smith doing clerks in black and white makes you want to do that one. Then uh, the second reason would be that uh, my favorite uh, comedy special, Doug Stanhope's, uh, it, it, he did two that were great. No refunds, and then the other one he did was Deadbeat Hero. Deadbeat Hero was filmed in black and white, and I thought it gave it this... Uh, Gritty, kind of underground. You're seeing almost behind the scenes look, as opposed to the very polished, you know, live
0: at Gotham. Certainly, and I don't know if he was the first to do it there, because what brought it reminded me of Dennis Miller's black and white, of course. And that's the next thing I wanted to ask you, but I am curious about that third reason that you made it black and white there. Oh, I was very sweaty that day. (laughs) Well, that's true. You know, we've had a lot of guests on the podcast that are about your same body shape, and I actually wanted to ask you because you said you lost seventy pounds. Congratulations. That's amazing. But we have a lot of discussions on this show. A lot of guests have mentioned having to work on their breath technique as a as a larger stand up comedian. So it's interesting that you bring up having to monitor your special for the sweat even that's an interesting take. So Dennis Miller, though, is, you, is Doug Stanhope, you mentioned. What are some of your some of other comedy inspirations? Those are some older comics, because I understand you've been doing it since 2012. Is that right? Yeah, I believe that's when I, uh, I stumbled into it. It's and I started stand-up decades. comedy when I was 18 also. I'm not sure if you were 18 or 21 or what the case might be, but it was about 10 years ago now. And in my generation, we look up to people like Sam Murill or Mark Norman, or Chris Stefano; <laughs> Those are coming to the Tony Hinchcliffe, Dan Soder. Those are newer stand-up comedians. Who do you think are some that you were really inspired by going into it there? Is it that Dennis Miller, Doug Stanhope crowd? Well, Mark and I are, are definitely
2: friendly. And then uh, Chris... DiStefano. Is that right? Mark Norman? Yeah, I consider Chris one of my good
0: buddies. Oh, that's so nice. You know, Mark Norman, I actually met him when I was 18. I had the opportunity to open for him at Stamberts and Sons Comedy Club in Manhattan, Kansas. It was really interesting. It was the first time I ever got to do stand-up comedy, but we actually had him on the radio station at my college. Shout out KSDB. Um, And it was a great opportunity. It was only 10 years ago. Who would have known that he would be the name that he is today? So those are all your peers then. That's interesting enough. So you're right in that. Who are some of the people that inspired you going into comedy?
2: Uh, I've been trying to well first of all you can't explain norm mcdonald to anybody that doesn't understand comedy but norm's obviously you know a unicorn there's nobody like him there probably never will be again uh huge huge doug stanhope fan because uh that was when i it showed me that you could make Great points and get huge laughs, and still tell dirty jokes and have it all.
0: Of course, talk about somebody that uses the bulk of their special to just do the core message that they're trying to get across. Somebody who does great jokes for a while and then just says, "Hey, this is what the special's about." Well, he the best part is that he doesn't bail
2: on telling jokes ever because there's nothing worse than a self righteous comedian. Certainly, you
0: wouldn't even call that a comedian. You might just call that a motivational speaker.
2: They become that. That's that's the thing when you when you decide that you have. The jokes are not worth it, or you don't have enough of them to justify the thing. But you want to have a quote message. Of that course, can be a little bit problematic. So you're
0: not thinking message first; you're thinking joke first, and that brings us right to this next question. And I like to ask this; I think it's I think it's a great question. And I last like to ask any comedian that comes on the show. But how do you come up with your material?
2: Oh, uh, that one's uh, everybody. Kind of goes through a different experience with all that stuff. It it takes a long time. It's dumb. It sounds cliche. The best advice I ever heard was you're either going to do it in uh, two years or 20. So it's people, you get fast tracked if you're a Pete Davidson where you got a unique look and a funny way of delivering a bit <laughs> and your your brain's a little skewed. Um, and Pete's cool too.
0: I, I haven't seen him in years, but- um, Well, I just saw he was in the news. He might be a good time to get keep a friend near him. I heard he got in a car accident, so I hope Pete Davidson is doing okay. Of course, that sound means it's time for our second game. Our second game today is a crowd favorite. We brought it back. It's finish the punchline. So we're gonna read, we're gonna give you the comedian first of all, and then we're gonna read a part of the joke and you're gonna have to finish that punchline. KP, are you ready to play finish the punchline? Can do, sir. And while the music's still playing here, we did miss one, so let's go ahead and jump into number six tier tier of our list of top 10 prides. Number six comes in, Charlie Pride, singer and professional baseball player. His greatest musical success came in the early to mid-1970s, when he was the best-selling performer for RCA Records since Elvis Presley. And that's why Charlie Pride makes his way onto David Collins' 30-minute, half-hour show list of top 10 Prides. Let's jump into the first round here of Finish the Punchline. This joke is by Dimitri Martin. Excellent. Another Jersey boy. Is that right? That's I'm so funny. Sure. You must know all of the favorite comedians that watch this show here. Dimitri <laughs> Martin. I saw a dog wearing a sweater and I thought that looked ridiculous because dogs don't have arms. If you're going to put clothes on a dog, blank. Ooh. All right, KP Burke. I saw a dog wearing a sweater and I thought that looked ridiculous because dogs don't have arms. If you're going to put dog clothing on a dog, what do you think that punchline might be? Mm, they do have lots of feet, so socks or shoes make sense. But Dimitri doesn't make sense. You're so close there, that's so funny, and I thought this did make a little too much sense. If you're going to put clothes on the dog, you should put two pairs of pants on it. (laughs) Boy, what a great joke there. Let's jump to round two. I hope you know this next comedian, a Northeast legend, Rich Voss. Just opened for him at Stress Factory all weekend. Is that right? What a pleasure that must have been. He's a good man, Richard. I'd love to get him on the show here, but let's jump to round two. Rich Voss. Let me know if he did this joke when you opened for him, too. (laughs) Kohl's is my favorite place on the planet. You can be in the back of the store at Kohl's and have an item that costs $100. By the time you get to the register, blank. It's free. Yep. That's great. Is that something that he did on the show there?
2: I've worked with him. Uh, so Rich is great. He gets up in New Jersey uh, and in the city, almost you know, multiple spots a week and everything. He's really one of the the ultimate pros. When
0: I Certainly. Work with him, you get and he's somebody that's probably attention. done every
2: radio station, maybe in the nation at this point. I believe so. He's uh, I mean, his O&A appearances were legendary. So he's I have the utmost respect for him. And I, I do pay attention every time I work with him.
0: And I'm, so I'm definitely familiar with that joke. What a person to pull some experience from. Let's jump into round three here of Finish the Punchline. Do you like this game? I'm nervous because it uh, I could be outed here as, a, as fraudulent. That's right. I like to ask this to joke writers, and if, if especially somebody who's not looking for a message and is focused on funny first. Maybe you would consider yourself a bit of a joke writer there, so that's great. You're doing great on these games. You're so close on that first one. Round three, Stephen Wright. I was laying in bed with my girlfriend reading this secondhand diary I bought. She said... Let me ask you a question. I said, what? She said, if you knew how long and when you were going to die, would you want to know? I said, no. And she said, KP Burke, the girlfriend asks him, would you want to know and how, how you're going to die? And he says, no. And she says, what do you think she might say next?
2: He's Stephen Wright. So, you know, it's going to be circular, the answer, but, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wave a flag, man. I can't pretend to solve his
0: artis- uh, he, His artism is what I was going to call it. Well, that's clever. <laughs> that's clever. You're on the right track there. I wonder if you back-engineered it, but I said no. She said, never mind then. There you go. <laughs> right back on it. That was Finish the Punchline. Number five on our top ten list of top ten prides, the pride of Susquehanna Riverboat is an authentic stern-driven paddle wheeler built to beautifully and enrich the Hershey and Harrisburg region. Since her construction and launch in 1988, the Pride has carried almost a million passengers. Sure has. Are you familiar with the Pride? Oh yeah. What are you doing? I'm emailing David Collins. And that sound means it's time for David Collins Collins and emails. We got a couple emails this week, just one I wanted to read, and then another voicemail from friend of the show, Dana Moss Peterson. He's a little upset with me, but we'll get to that in a moment. This comes in from Becky from Muscatine, Iowa. Thanks for that email, Becky. I'm a new listener to your show, and I'm hooked. The topics you discuss and the way you engage with your guests is truly captivating. I wanted to share a personal experience with you that I think you might find interesting. Last year, during a visit to my ancestral home, I had a chilling encounter with what I can only describe as a ghostly presence. It was late at night, and I was in an old, creaky attic, rummaging through some old family photo albums. Suddenly, I felt a cold breeze brush past me, and I heard faint whispers that sent shivers down my spine. It felt as if something, or someone, was there with me, watching, and it left me with an eerie feeling that lasted for days. This encounter sparked my curiosity about the supernatural, and it got me wondering if you've ever had any ghostly experiences of your own. With all the fascinating topics you cover on your show, I'm sure you've come across some intriguing ghost stories. Wishing you all the best. Well, thanks again, Becky. Unfortunately, in in my experience, I don't have anything to do with ghosts. When it comes to the supernatural, I do have one interesting alien story that I want to get to sometime on the show. Unfortunately, even the short version runs about 15 minutes, so I'm not sure that we can get to that today. Uh, But ghost stories, nothing, at least for me. What about you, KP Burke? Any ghost stories?
2: Uh, If you want to tell that listener to Google the uh, US, I'm sorry, not USS, but I believe the ship was called the John Minturn, John Minturn, M-I-N-T-U-R-N. That ship, apparently, uh, it was an icy disaster out in the Atlantic Ocean right near by where I live right now. And apparently the building that I was in at 5 a.m. doing uh, work in the basement of uh, is haunted beyond all recognition, and it's haunted by the survivors I'm sorry, not the survivors, the people who perished at sea, whose bodies were then preserved
0: in wow. that building. It was used as the funeral home at the time. So the John Minturn disaster. Fascinating. The John Mintern disaster. That's great. Well, Becky, I hope you'll look into that. At least we have somebody here that can give you a little answer. Number four on our top 10 list of top 10 prides is Pride Month. Pride Month was declared by President Bill Clinton in June of 1999, making June gay and lesbian Pride Month. And that's why Pride Month makes its way to... Number four on David Collins' 30 minute and a half hour show, Top 10 Prides. We have one of them bo- over June, huh? They're fighting over June, is that right?
2: Yeah, you got uh, the, the Pride Month thing, and then you got the people that, that's encroaching on Juneteenth territory. It's
0: Ju- that's June's right. a desirable month, you know? We're actually recording this on Juneteenth. So happy Juneteenth, everybody. We definitely don't want to ignore that. It is a little weird to celebrate one without celebrating the other, but certainly I don't see the connection, so a little confusing. But we do have another voicemail here. This came in from Dana Moss Peterson, a Quad Cities comedian that we have yet to have on the show. And he's a little upset with me, but I thought, in all fairness, we would go ahead and just play it on the show. Full disclosure. Let's take a listen.
3: Let me tell you a tale of who David Collins is as a person. Called in a few weeks ago, mediocre radio. He's not funny. And he called me, and he's upset. I felt bad, so I said, I will sell some David Collins merchandise, Five Flag Center, big show, great. He told me he would book me on the show. It was amazing. It was one of the most heartfelt gestures I had ever received in my life. And then I get bumped for a potato. David, you bumped me for a potato. Who do you got on there this week? A head of lettuce? You got a sponge? You don't know what you've done to my career. My agent, Julian Cage, is upset. You will be hearing from my lawyer. I will see you in potato court, David. Well, first of all, thank you for doing that for me, Dana.
0: I apologize things didn't work out. We definitely want to get you on the show, but... We, did, we were able to line up some things, and I understand that you had some things that were causing conflict, so I apologize for that. Dana was nice enough to—he had a nice show at the historic Five Flag Center in Dubuque, Iowa. It was a big show, and he was nice enough to sell some of the David Collins merchandise out in the lobby afterwards. And we had last week Cardiff Electric on the show, who is, is, goes by the most famous podcaster on the Internet today. And he is, in fact, a potato, so some hard feelings, I believe, but hopefully no hard oh. feelings there.
2: Yeah, I, th- I just assumed I was the potato, and this was a slang about my Irish heritage. But okay, I feel better now.
0: Oh, I'm glad you feel better. No, we did yeah. call the last guy Murphy, but not you. That was Dana Moss-Peterson. Thanks for that call. I promise we're going to get you on the show eventually. Number three on our top ten list of top ten prides, of course, the pride from The Lion King. Specifically, the cartoon version. At least, that's the best pride in the opinion of David Collins' 30-minute, half-hour show. Oh, all-time classic. And we accidentally taught kids Shakespeare. Accidentally teaching kids Shakespeare. That's what you want to do. You want to really want to mix it in. Fun and learning all the time. And that's what we try to do with my next favorite segment, World News with David Collins. We have some fun stories in the news this week. Nothing too tragic, I hope. KP, have you been keeping up with anything in the news? What's on the top of your mind when you think of World News? I love being ignorant. It makes me happy. Well, hopefully we can get you caught up with some of the important stories here and you can continue to just move on your happy way going forward. With a little more knowledge, a 33-year-old man fell 4,000 feet to his death from the Grand Canyon Skywalk in Arizona this week. He fell from the viewing area. (laughs) And who knows how that can happen. You always got to be careful when you're standing 4,000 feet above the ground. A little nervous. Did you hear about this this week, K.P. Burke? South Korea this week had their own Pride Parade and Pride March. They are becoming very Western, aren't they? I guess. That's about as Western as it gets, but it was interesting to see. You know, if you think LGBT AI plus is long in English, just try writing it in Korean. Those blimps must be huge. <laughs> that's a quality joke, by the way. Well, I appreciate that. Maybe a little too good, but we have some great new writing staff on our team, and I'm happy to have them on. we got some great writing coming into the show now. Biden, at the end of the speech last week, he said, God save the queen. Did you hear that? I did, I I was kind of hoping I was wrong about that, but here we are. Right, just another gaffe. Some people were defending him though, saying that it was just, he was just talking to his wife, Jill, asking her not to throw away the Dairy Queen. Hard to believe he might be our next president too, huh? He'll be the first nominee to ever ride a bike for office. He's, uh, well, I I talk a little bit about him on the special as well too, so. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. Uh, All in good fun, though. You definitely hit both sides there. Number two on our top ten list of top ten prides, Gary Goodridge. He was the first ever pride fighter to win with a KO punch in 1998, defeating Oleg Taktarov. And that's why Gary Goodridge finds his place on David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show, Top Ten Prides.
2: Is is Pride
0: by Seven Dust ever going to make the list? Because that's their best song. Why? Well, we'll see. And if anybody else is looking forward to their favorite Pride being on number one, email us at dc 30 hour at gmail.com. Let us know what it might be. Of course, that sound means it's time for our last final third game there. Have you enjoyed these games, KP? Absolutely, man. You're doing something wacky here. I dig it. Well, I appreciate that. We have a great game here for you. This game is called American Statistics. And of course, this is a classic radio game that we want to get people calling in to try to answer these. But for the sake of this show, we just make it a multiple choice so that you're able to try to get that answer correct. Always gets the call-ins coming, though. Are you ready to play American Statistics? Let's do it. Round one. 36% of men still have this in their home. 36% of men still have this in their home. A. Laser discs. B, their father's tools, C, a rotary phone, or D, a VCR. It should be higher
2: for someone keeping their father's tools. So, uh, but I think I'm going to go with my my father's tools.
0: An interesting guess there. And I think you might be right. You'd have to wonder. The answer was 36% of men still have a VCR no, in their home.
2: Uh, if I could find one, I would keep it. Would you? Do you have a VCR? Uh, I used to have one of those TVs that had both, and you know what? That was, you were living life because you could buy
0: anything you wanted on VHS for a dollar. Right, I'm sure you felt like a king when you went into Walmart there. Round two of American statistics. 19% of people will do this within a week of their wedding. Is it A, mess around with a stripper? Is it B, kiss someone their own gender? Is it C, change what they're going to wear? Or is it D, make plans with a friend to get out of the wedding? That was 19% of people will do this within a week of their wedding. Take me through your thought process there. What were you, if, you were getting, if you were getting a little panicky or you were looking forward to it, maybe you're changing your outfit, maybe you're messing around with a stripper, that's an old tradition, kissing someone of their own gender. What do you think that's that the
2: only be? one where I'm like, I don't think that's going to solve anything. Now, by the way, kissing someone of their own gender, if you can get a bride to make out with one of her maid of honors, um, I'm going to say change what you're going to wear man i'm not having any success david no not at
0: all it's you know it's not your fault it must be a sign of the games usually people are doing pretty well on these games and we must have some difficult ones for you today the answer was mess around with a stripper you're kidding would you believe that 19 percent of people will still do this within a week of their wedding it's uh maybe this is the percentage of people who who get get married in two days of meeting a woman
2: yeah, I know they, a guy
0: who did that after the wedding as well. So I see. Well, you know, if you meet your wife and you say, we're going to get married tomorrow, maybe they were just with a stripper five days earlier. I wonder how what the percentage of spontaneous weddings might be there. But let's jump to round three of American statistics. 18% of people do this once a week because of their poor memory. 18% because of poor memory. Is it A, they lose their wallet? Is it B, they call themselves to find their phone? There we go. Is it C, Google the answer, or is it D, show up late for work? You sounded confident there when you heard one. Did Google the answer or show up late for work shake you a little bit though? What do you think that might be? 18% due to poor memory do this.
2: Calling your phone to find it, I think, is the
0: move. That's great. I'm so glad you're able to get that last one correct. And actually, our team was arguing a little bit about that. Nobody had any experience with that and understood. But I guess you have a spouse or you have a partner there with you. You say, hey, could you call my phone? And that's kind of the solution there for your memory loss. Well, she's got ADHD, so she kind of coaches me up on how all that stuff works. So life is good. I see. Well, that's good. And it's so nice to hear that you have a nice partner there. Given your special, you have so many stories of breakups. It's good to see a happy KP Burke in front of me here. <laughs> number one today, finally, number one on David Collins' 30-minute, half-hour show list of top 10 prides is the pride from the movie Roar. Roar is a 1981 American adventure comedy film written and directed by Noel Marshall, in which the main character lives on a nature preserve in Tanzia, with a collection of big cats to study their behavior. And he actually worked with untrained animals on that, a very dangerous film, 1981's Roar. What was your favorite game do you think today, K.P. Burke? Uh, Your punchline one's interesting,
2: because anything that puts more eyes on stand-up, I'm always gonna support.
0: Well, that's great to see, that's great to hear, because that's what we're trying to do here, get some eyes on stand-up comedians all around the country. Everybody check out K.P. Burke's Escape from Jacksonville. Do you have anything else you want to plug, KP Burke? Anything else to stay on the show?
2: Oh, well, I appreciate you, by the way, man. Thank you for watching it with uh, you and your mother. I hope I was able to make you guys laugh a little bit in a hospital setting. I know Certainly. And it's sometimes. not often
0: that she gets to smile anymore. So it's great that she had that opportunity with your special.
2: means a lot, dude. So thank you for that. And then uh, also I do a fun thing with my father called American Loser Podcast. Every week we're telling weird stories from American history. And now we're condensing them down to three minute episodes because um, it's me trying to speed read through a history lesson, if you will. So it just sounds like I uh, had too much coffee or, you know, perhaps a uh, coffee supplement from Columbia, if
0: you know what I'm saying. I see. Definitely. Well, thanks again. KP Burke, American Loser Podcast. Check it out. Everybody listening. I've been David Collins and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.